Hello and welcome to The Big Review Ski. My name is Owen and there's Rory Cashin, the original bad guy. Rory, how are you today? I'm good, Owen. How are you? I'm good. I would say like, you know... Oh, wait, no. Good. No, I'm what? bad, Owen. How are you? Well, that's kind of what I was hoping you would say because I was like in every twosome and every body cop anything you know there's always good cop bad cop i'm clearly the good amazing cop and you're the shithead bad guy oh wow cop uh thank you first of all uh, for that lovely no worries. That lovely introduction to this kids movie my god but oh, yeah god. we are uh here to talk to and about the bad guys which is the latest dreamworks animation feature film uh for all the family despite Owens potty mouth at the, at the top there. You got to teach kids. Listen, you got to teach kids from an early age about right and wrong, good and bad, and just do you know what I mean? Swearing. Like it's a it's a it's a tough, cruel world out there. Yeah. And if they don't know that shit by the time they're six months old, then they're they're. F-ed. And we'll we'll bleep that, but they are. All right, and you're the good cop, yeah. I'm the good one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> slams down the desk. I haven't <laughs> had my eighteen coffees this morning. I see. Uh, yeah. So we uh, talked to. Jeez, a lot of the voice cast for this and the movie's director. And up first, you'll hear from uh, Zazie Beats and Lily Singh. So Zazie Beats, uh, uh, fans of The Big Rewski will know already. Owen and I are huge fans of her. Uh, from Joker to Deadpool 2 to Atlanta, she is fantastic. Everything she's in, she's usually the best part of it. Uh, no difference here. She's playing a character called Diane Foxington. No prizes nice. for guessing what character or what animal she's playing in this. Don't do it, on. I know you're going to guess. I'm going to do stupid. it. I'm going to do it, Rory. Goldfish. Oh, yeah, okay. She's goldfish. And uh, she's the mayor of the city that this movie is set in, and she's paired here with Lily Singh, who I was unfamiliar with, and then did a quick Google search, because I'm a journalist. And it turns <laughs> well out done, she Rory. has hundreds of millions of social media followers, so... Uh, revealing my age, I guess, uh, and also maybe my lack of use of TikTok and Snapchat and stuff. But uh, she plays a character called <laughs> Tiffany Fluffett, uh, which is just a grey... I think if it hadn't been used in this, it could have been a perfect like 1960s Sean Connery Bond girl name, <laughs> Tiffany yeah. Fluffett. Uh, So yeah, so up first you're going to hear from Zazie and Lily talking about their characters, talking about how much fun it is to uh, be bad. In, in movies, of course, not in real life. No, uh, not, not in real life, And uh, a specific upcoming movie of Zazie's that, again, fans of the show will know, myself and Owen, have been very excited about seeing for what feels like a very long time. Lovely jubbly. This is Zazie Beats and Lily Singh on The Big Review Ski. Lily and Zazie, how are you both doing today? Great, how are good. you? Good, yeah, how are you? I'm really good. Such a pleasure to talk to you both. Really, really really enjoyed this movie probably because uh, as much as i know younger audience members will really enjoy it there's so many jokes in there that will fly over their head and i felt they were there just for me to laugh at night so I had, I had a great time but maybe not to go too far into the plot on this not to give anything away whatsoever but what is it do you think that is so much more fun and appealing for actors and performers when it comes to playing the bad guys well, I think for this movie in particular, there was a lot of room to play because it's it's so different visually. I mean, it is, mm-hmm. I would say, the first action heist animated movie where yeah. you watch it and it's like a high, high 
thriller, like edge of your seat movie, but they're animated characters. And so I think there's a lot of room for people to play and do things differently uh, and be a little over the top and be very close to genre. So that was really fun for me. And I think it's also always really nice to like acknowledge sort of the naughty and mischievous side of oneself and all people have that, all children have that. And I think it's also good to indulge it in the way like Cookie Monster eats cookies. Yeah. Like, yes. you know, and yes. he should. Like, Absolutely. that's what he should be doing. And I and I feel like the bad guys is a sort of a fun exploration of, like, yeah, it's it's fun to be cheeky and it's fun mm -hmm. to be pushing a button, but um, as long as you're not hurting people. So, yeah. So it was Our fun tips. to, I think, play that, play that a little bit. Um, when you watched the movie back, were you – what was your first impression of your, your – character on screen did you notice maybe that the animators had borrowed any visual elements of yourselves or maybe some visual takes or or anything like that for the character that you ended up playing I was actually so surprised how for Diane how many little I don't know if they came from me directly although I'm sure they did with you too they filmed all of right. my sessions um, because I know they do use little sort of behavioral things that you do um, but I was surprised at how many little like ticks and sort of things and details she had that I would never think to include, but I thought made the character so endearing. Uh, and yeah, I think that's just like a testament to the immense amount of attention and detail and scrutiny that goes into making these films. And uh, yeah, I I loved seeing that in Diane. I think she has your swag for sure. You think I so? really do. When I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, she got Aww. that swag. Um, for me, yeah, so they also recorded my sessions. And I'm like pretty over the top as a person. My <laughs> okay. facial expressions are pretty extreme. I see that in Tiffany. I see the way she moves close to camera and away from camera, the way she like captivates the audience. She's very extreme with her eyes and her mouth and all. I, that is me. So I think it is me, yes. She's crazy just like me. <laughs> well, I think like, how, how did you react, I guess, when they, when your agent or whomever approached you with this particular movie? Because Obviously, people love anime, animated movies, and there's so many different ways and characters to play. But like, say Zazie, for example, you're like, so you're a fox mm -hmm. with a with a murky past, but you're also in charge of the city where an asteroid is just hit. Like, it's such a huge <laughs> swing, and also like, there's you're a reporter, and you're 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 looking into these bad guys who are performing all these heists. It's every character is so three-dimensional even though you, we only spend a little bit of time with each of them there's so much going on so like when they approach these characters with you you're like okay there's a lot to process here yeah, yeah i think definitely i that's the beauty of animation for me though i feel like sky's the limit and beyond it's like anything is possible oh these bad guys are a bunch of animals and and now there's an asteroid exactly with what you're saying i feel like that's what the joy of making movies like this is and so i'm kind of i kind of approach it with a I'm in, let's do it, throw it at me, and we're gonna figure it out type of mentality. Whereas if it wasn't animation, I'd probably have slightly more questions. Um, sure. Me too. You know, I guess. about yeah. the shark robbing a bank. bank. A snake, I get, I've seen that before. <laughs> but the shark <laughs> would throw me off, for sure. I think I was very enticed at just the idea of like being a fox, and then they sent me her little yeah, you concept <laughs> animation, and I was like, ooh, she's cute. and. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just meeting the team also. They're just so lovely, like mm -hmm. really friendly, really um, 
open and playful and I yeah I just I liked I liked also that it was based off of uh, books right exactly I mm -hmm. always think that's really nice and uh, sort of expanding on that so yeah it was it was the overall package and of course the wonderful talent already attached no, to the course, film so and just one final question, if that's okay, Zazie. Uh, last year, I spoke to Kelly, who was the producer of Bullet Train. Yeah. And that's how long I've been excited about seeing Bullet Train. And oh. then I finally seen the trailer a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh, my God. I, <laughs> like, I need I need this in my life immediately. Um, can you confirm it is, in fact, the most fun film for adults to go well, see? I haven't seen it yet, but based off of the script, it's a good time. And based okay. off the scenes I shot, it's a good time. But I haven't seen I don't actually don't even know when it premieres. Soon, I think. I think right? it's someone July. who knows nothing about this, I will confirm that if she's in it, it's a lot of fun. Brad Pitt's in it. It's a lot of fun. You're in it. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that, this, this is the kind of hype person I need in my life. I need someone beside me at all times going, 100%. you are the reason I'm why this is good. Baby. I'm here. I'm here to <laughs> Zazie and Lily, thank you so much for your thank time you today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have Bye. a good day. Up next in the show, we've got Pierre Perifel, which is just, again, like in the same way that you said, Fluffet's name mm. uh, was perfect for a Bond lady back during the 1960s. Pierre Perifel, no offense to Pierre. It sounds like an absolute comedy French name. It's hilarious. I love it. Yeah, it's it's it, it does. It's like it's as French as, as it gets, I guess. And it is. he uh, he's actually a lovely man. He's the director of the bad guys. He has previously worked uh, on some of my personal favorite animated movies of the last few years. So he was kind of almost solely in charge of creating. Do you remember Lord Shen, who was voiced by Gary Oldman in Kung Fu Panda Two? Which yes was just this fantastic, weird kind of peacock villain. Uh, so he was just solely in charge of creating the look and the the tone and the feel of that character. And he worked on what I feel is one of the more underappreciated animated movies of the last few years, Monsters vs. Aliens, which was just, I thought it was just so much fun. And I was like, why is there not a part two to this? Uh, but he, this is his first directing gig. Uh, and this is for those who haven't like caught up on what the bad guys is, is about. It's essentially Ocean's Eleven, but it's a cartoon. So I can't sell it any better than that. We're like, we didn't get to talk to him, but the lead, like the George Clooney of this particular heist club, is Sam Rockwell, um, who it turns out was the biggest offender, according to Pierre, for ad libbing and adding in his own one liners throughout uh, the recording session. And there's one more Sam Rockwell esque moment in like if you're a fan of Sam Rockwell you probably already know exactly what I'm talking about but I had to ask Pierre about it because it does happen in this film uh in the bad guys um and I was curious like how did that come about and was it on purpose and it turns out it totally was so here is Pierre talking about directing the bad guys wee oui, wee oui. Pierre how are you doing today how are you how are you man I'm really good. Such a pleasure to talk to you today. Congratulations on the movie. I really, really wholeheartedly enjoyed it. Thank um, you. And I think the primary reason why I did is because I knew immediately that there are younger members of my family that I want to bring along and know at the same time there's so many jokes that they're not going to get because they were, <laughs> for me and people of my age bracket. But how difficult is it uh, to balance that? You know, because it is a particular kind of humor where you want to keep the kids entertained, but yes. not completely 
you know, Lost. dull that the audience, uh, the adult audience who are there with the kids. I think from the beginning, you know, it was really about not talking down to the audience and really just, um, uh, you know, trusting the kids to understand, you know, most of the jokes. Of course, you know, we also play a lot for ourselves. Uh, you know, we do all these references and, and, and winks at uh, those heist movies and, and that genre. Um, but I think the, the, the real trick was getting that tone right for, you know, kind of an older type of audience, while at the same time finding a style, an animation style and a look that would be very appealing as well for the younger kids. So, in a way, the, um, the physical comedy it just really plays great for the children, and then dialogue is a bit more witty, a bit more adult. Um, and I think that's kind of the, kind of in a way, the right balance there for this movie, you know. Absolutely, like there's some, there were some fantastic one-liners and, and back and forth, uh, especially yes. between Sam Rockwell and Mark Maron. Uh, their characters just felt like they were almost walking out of a Tarantino movie, just having uh, conversations about pop culture and stuff. And I was yes. fully on board for it. Um, but you know, but what? when it comes to sorry. You know what? During the, when we previewed the movie, uh, interestingly, the kids were actually getting the film better than the adults. Like they really were on, you know, on on terms of plot, understanding every joke and really understanding the whole, you know, convoluted, you know, kind of the twist and the turns of the plot. And they were they were on it. They were totally on it. Oh, that doesn't surprise me because uh, yeah. they're so savvy and so film knowledge these days. Yes. Um, what a cast! This impressive. It's and so many of them are uniquely funny in their own way from their own CVs anyway. Yes. But you've also got a, a a script and a story that's kind of very precise. It's very like everything needs to be in the right place. But when you've got people who are this funny, so naturally funny, who is would you say is the biggest person most likely to go off script or to ad lib? Who's the person who can't help but kind of add their own flavor or, or on unique one liners to to this to the script? I think uh, Sam would be that person, you know. Sam Rockwell oh, would, really? would would often want to uh, kind of try his own little way, just really add that wolf flavor to the to the lines, you know. But mo with most of the of the actors, our talents, we usually try to re to to record them and and ask them to ad lib a little bit, just see what they could bring to the table. And of course, as you said, they are just just absolutely amazing. And so they always often, you know. Uh, brought some of that uh, naturalism, you know, some of that, you know, witty, witty, fun flavor, and and in their own, you know, respective ways. Uh, and we also tried to record them together so they could really play off of each other and just bring that uh, that uh, that uh, that flow, you know, and that that improvisation uh, uh, flavor to to the to the dialogue. Well, I have to congratulate you as well because uh, Sam Rockwell is so famous for dancing in pretty much every one of his movies yes. and i was sitting back and i was wondering are they going to get sam rockwell's character to dance in this dance. movie and you absolutely did <laughs> so i was like box checked of course box you have checked. to have sam dancing in this movie totally totally and that's funny because it kind of came a little late in the we didn't have that dance sequence right away in the script it was not there at the very beginning and then Sam came in uh joined the cast and then anthony joined the cast and we're like we cannot not do you know, the character of Sam dancing and the character of Anthony singing, you know, and so it kind of came this way, but it was, it was just right, you know, it was the right thing to do. It was, I mean, of course, and we use Sam's reference also when he dances, we use that in the film, it totally feels like him, you know. 
It really does. And I, what I love as well is that it, it sets itself up so well for a sequel or for more movies within this universe because once you get to know them all and the potential of the world around them, I was like, I am fully on board for spending more time within this world with these characters. But ahead of this chat, I looked at your own CV and there's so many things on there that I was like, oh my God, I like Kung Fu Panda 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time, not regardless of animated or not. But I genuinely think Monsters vs. Aliens is one of the most underappreciated ones right. of the last couple of years. And like that one as well, I was like, why has that not got a sequel? I know it, I know the reasons why, but like, oh gosh, I just I loved there's so many movies on your CV that I just was like, they're they're all fantastic. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, like 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 you, just like love spending so time with those characters and bad guys, and that group is so fun, you know. So fingers crossed, we can we can see a bad guys too one day. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Pierre, totally. thank you so much for your time today. Of course. Thank you. Thank you, Rory. You can't hire Sam Rockwell and not have him dance in your movie, animated or not. Those are just the rules. No, I mean, uh, yeah, like he he didn't. He won an Oscar, didn't he, for Three Billboards, which I think yes. is the only film in my memory that he didn't dance in. <laughs> he doesn't dance, so you're on to something there. Yeah. Sam Rockwell look at, looking at his agent. But why? What? What do you mean? No. no you dancing. mean he can't dance anymore. But you can, you can have Oscars. I don't want Oscars. I want to dance. Uh, be free. Yeah, so up next and last, unfortunately, for uh, the bad guys interviews are Craig Robinson, who everyone might know from... Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine or The Office or Hot Up Time Machine and Mark Maron who uh, was in Joker and was in Glow and maybe more people would know from having what I feel is the second best interview podcast out there WTF yeah, yeah, with yeah, 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 yeah. Mark Maron uh, and they're paired together so Craig is Mr. Shark and Mark is Mr. Snake um, yeah it's uh, like everyone knows these two they're legends and it's just great to to chat to legends for a change you know that's exactly what they were thinking when you uh came into the room as well mm. tell me this craig robinson i don't think there's anybody in the acting world i absolutely love him i don't think there's anybody who does softly spoken sexy whispering <laughs> better than him and he does it in all in the same way that sam rockwell absolutely loves his dancing if you have craig robinson in your film you have to get him doing <laughs> sexy whispering talking because uh, he's absolutely hilarious in everything that he does and as you said Mark Maron like um, like the reason uh, that he obviously got into podcasting and interviewing was of course from listening to us on the Big mm. Rewski so Mark thank you for that so a real big moment for him in his career here to meet the Rory Cash and this is Mark Maron and Craig Robinson on the Big Rewski Craig and Mark how are you doing today? Good good hi uh, such a pleasure to talk to you both. Um, first of all, I know it's a very obvious question, but for you both, what is it about playing bad guys that is inherently more fun? Because, Mark, right after this, you're playing Lex Luthor, I believe, who is one of the biggest bad guys around. So there, there is something, there must be something a lot of fun just to throw yourself into people who are this bad or animals who are this bad. I don't know, you know, you just play it straight. You know, even with Lex Luthor, you start to realize that these bad guys, especially these animated bad guys, are the two that I've done, uh, you know, are are full of a uh, of, uh, sort of uh, swagger, but it's it's all very empty and, and, and based in, you know, this weird insecurity. Uh, so, 
So I can relate to that. Uh, I don't know that I'm you know, criminally bad, but you know, I've certainly wrestled with uh, my own defensiveness and, and resentment and, and anger. So uh, I, I can relate to it. And, and Craig, uh, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it's one of the, the bad guys that we all love the most. So there is, there is a fine line there of, of playing guys who inherently are, are, are they're not great, but you still you can't help but like them. Yeah, there's a, and there's also a freedom that comes with with being the bad guy, where you you know you don't have to follow the rules. So uh, that's that's very attractive uh, as as far as wanting to do that role. As far as like a Doug Judy type character, um, yeah, there, there is a fine line. I'm thank you for pointing that out. That uh, <laughs> the, the guy you can still root for him, but he is doing bad things. People love bad guys. Oh well, like yeah, because we get to live vicariously through them. It's it's uh, it's 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 a, like a relief to be like ah, someone else is having fun. I'm wondering now, like for for movies like this, I'm I'm just curious, like what is your what is your reaction when I don't know, like an agent or or whomever might walk up to you and go, so they want you to play a snake, and they want you to play a shark who is uh, at times pretending to be a pregnant lady. Like what is the what is the, the pitch there where you're like, yes, well, that's exactly what me. I want to do. Part of it for me is like uh, DreamWorks is literally an eight minute drive from my house. So the, com <laughs> the commute to work was perfect. Uh, and also doing voice work, it's, it's it, you have a lot more range and you can do things over and over again and you can really polish the funny of it. And you can sort of work with the director or with the other actors if you have that opportunity to you really make it exactly what they want it to be and to make it as as funny as possible. And you don't get that with live action generally. And, and with this particular project, it was re presented. Um, I went over to DreamWorks and and they had they, they showed the series, they, they showed what the characters looked like. They showed who were who uh, was going to be in it. And, you know, it was just this really well put together uh, demonstration that it was, uh, you know, it was you had me at hello kind of thing. So uh, I was I was uh, more than happy to jump on this one. Well, Craig, you've got a, 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 an incredibly and, and lovely deep voice, but your character in this at times, as I mentioned, has to hit some some truly high peaks. And I, as this, as that scene was going out, I was like, his voice must be ruined after some of the some of the screams you have to accomplish. Like, uh, like are those fun days for you, or at the end that you're like, I need to drink all of the liquid right now. The uh, what they would do is we would do all the script and then save the screams and uh, whatever for later. And uh, and yes, you're exactly right. It would be like, okay, that's enough. We need a break or what have you. <laughs> but uh, they they were very uh, you know aware of. Of, of trying to save my voice. That was very considerate of them. Uh, and, and Mark, there's one final question, if that's okay. Um, I think so many people out there will consider you to be one of the, the best interviewers around, like just purely conversational interviewers. But would you have any singular piece of advice you'd maybe like to give or impart to people out there, uh, for people who want to, you know, maybe get into that profession of, professionally chatting for a living? Oh, well, I find that if you don't prepare at all and you're filled with dread about what might happen <laughs> and then you engage authentically and listen and ask questions that interest you and try to get an actual conversation going, uh, then you'll be okay. <laughs>
okay but that's uh i'm writing all that down <laughs> so just be be dread like be filled with dread and uh and just don't prep yeah the panic of engaging like you have to show up as yourself with another person and be like what's up and see where it goes and the authentic authenticity yeah i can't help that part it seems yeah, that's that's the one part that uh, you can't you just can't learn. Uh, Craig and Mark, thank you so much for your time today. You're sure. welcome. Thank you, Roy. One of the things about the bad guys is I know it's such a simple, you know, bashing people over the head with it, but it is one of the easiest and most effective pieces of marketing in years. They just got Billy Eilish's song "Bad Guy," and I just every time I hear the song now, any trailer, any teaser, any clip. And the full song was actually on the radio earlier today, and I was just <laughs> thinking of this film. So it's worked. They've they've worked. It's so simple, but it's so effective. Yeah, like even in the chorus of the song, isn't it? I'm a bad guy, and then her next line is "duh," isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So someone must have been like, "What are we going to call this?" And then that was playing somewhere, and she literally said, "Bad guy, duh." And we we're like, "Oh, yeah, that I got makes it." Sense. Although it actually is named after a series of books that are called the Bad Guys, so I think this might have come first. So Billie oh, Eilish, God. better better Books. lawyer up. Because yeah. there's copyright infringement the foot. Um yeah, it's 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 a perfect it's match made in heaven. Um and there's some actually pretty good songs in this because one of the voice cast is Anthony Ramos from In the Heights and Hamilton, and he sings an original song in this that's actually like really, really very catchy. Um and it's the song that causes Sam Rockwell's character to have a little bop in the film as well. So uh this could be what we need to talk about Bruno was last year for this year. Oh, that's a big call. I said maybe. Like, we need to maybe talk about Bruno is <laughs> is in a league of its own. Like, I find myself, like, walking around supermarkets, like, singing that song to myself. Seven foot frame rats. <laughs> okay, this is copyright infringement. Yourself. Again, we're going to get sued into oblivion by Walt Disney. <laughs> but... Yes, The Bad Guys, which is not a Disney film, it's DreamWorks, is out in Irish cinemas on Friday 1st of April. Um, and I think Easter break is coming up soon. So this is like the perfect long weekend, like bring the younger kids along to see it. But uh, the adults as well, there's there's plenty in there to keep you entertained. Because as I said, it is basically Ocean's Eleven with, with like cute animals. Uh, so there's a lot of jokes for the adults and there's a lot of fun songs and like bright visuals to keep the younger kids happy so yeah highly recommended like oceans 11 with cute animals like i'm sold i'm there already and i love how uh because <laughs> i forgot to remember you hate children mm. and you're like i think there's some kind of easter break maybe coming up yeah it's like all the parents in the world looking forward to it um but yeah so this is going to be a shoe-in for making a fortune over the easter break it's what jesus would have wanted as well so mm -hmm. everybody head to the cinema and see the bad guys. Rory, thank you as ever. Thank you. Thank you to Sound Dan on Sound, and thank you to Sound Cormac on work experience soundness as well. I think he's really got what it takes to, to be a sound person when he grows up. I mean, we'll see. When he grows up, I don't know, Cormac, he's like 27 or something. Yeah, I'm so could, sorry. So yeah, your yeah. team is like, he's older than I am. <laughs> he's taking his children to see the bad guys in the cinema <laughs> at the Easter break. Listen, thank you to everybody for listening and subscribing to The Bigger View C, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.